Welcome to Ministry Leaders Anonymous. My name is Chris Bartlett. And I'm Matt Rice, and we hope to provide a moment of sanity during a busy week of ministry. We've both worked in youth ministry for over 17 years and have seen just about everything. And as damaged as we are, we're ready to dive into and bring light to the hurts, hopes, and hungers that every minister has. Once again, a nod to Alob, our uh, music uh, in the intro. You can find him on Spotify. Just search Alob, A-L-O-B. He is amazing. All right, Chris, what are we talking about today? Well, you know, Matt, I uh, I just got back from a couple of trips, and, and uh, there's been a lot of self-reflection that's happened since then. But one of them was actually an event that I was speaking at, presenting at, and uh, there were one or two things that didn't go well, and it was my bad. I made some mistakes, some clear mistakes, and instead of seeing the total good that happened, I was just like, man, I messed up that whole thing. Like, I threw the baby out with the bathwater. So I want to talk about unhealthy self-assessment. I think as ministers, a lot of times we'll go ahead and we'll lead a retreat or an event or something like that, and as the people in charge at the helm... We'll go ahead and we'll define the whole thing by whatever piece went worst. You know what I mean? Or yeah. at least for me, sometimes. And I know there's a flip side to that, too. I've never been on that flip side, but uh, <laughs> but where it's always yeah. sunshine and rainbows. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, I don't know. Maybe it depends on your personality. You're right. I haven't seen many people who will look at the retreat and think of this one thing that went well. And even though the rest of it all fell apart, they hold on to this one thing and think it was a great retreat or whatever. People like that do exist. But I think most of us are on the other side where everything about the retreat goes really well or everything about the event goes really well. We mess one thing up and we beat ourselves up about that one thing. And the whole event becomes defined by that one thing. Um, and that's what we're talking about is balance. What's the balance between this and how do we maintain that balance, right? And have a healthy self-reflection? Uh, yeah, I think that that's fair. I, for me, it, it turned into a lot of self-loathing. Like I was very, yeah. very mad at myself, very disappointed at myself. Um, it was something to where my sense of humor, uh, you know, crossed a line and people got hurt because of it. It didn't affect the content or the programming or the participants. It was It was among kind of the leaders that were there. But I really, I really caused, caused some wounds in some people. And it, it led me to a place of like, if I'm going to go ahead and try and move the gospel forward, but hurt people in the process, should I even be in ministry? Like, I, yeah. I, I questioned the whole thing, not just, oh, okay, yeah. that event. And it, it took a while, like, and I'm still processing, in all fairness. Um, we talked a little bit before the show. You, clearly, I'm still processing everything, but... Uh, but I don't think that this is an uncommon experience. I think a lot of us walk away from ministry events and don't see the work that God does because we only see the work that we did. And we are yeah. fractured, broken people. And God, what, what did you say as we were doing our opening prayer? God can write straight. <laughs> it's a... It's some cheesy country song line, isn't it? Like, God writes straight with crooked lines yeah, or something like that? Yeah, something I don't know. like that. Yeah, very. <laughs> but, like, one of the, like, as you were talking, I thought about this, that there's actually something really good and mature about your response to what happened there like because i don't know often we can sometimes dismiss other people's feelings or dismiss what happened as oh they're too sensitive or oh that wasn't that big of a deal or oh they should just get over it whereas you're looking at it and saying no I, I like i caused that this is not good. And so the, that whole introspection is a really good thing. And I think that's how we grow as as people, 
as as children of God. That's how we grow in the spiritual life is by recognizing our own failures and then working with God to correct them. It's when it becomes shame and, like you said, self-loathing, that that's where the devil's taken it and taken it to the place that he wants to take it, not the place that God wants to take it. Amen. Yeah. So I think that that, and that's something, a truth that my wife had to speak to me. Like you have to rely on truth, not lie. You know what I mean? And did you make a mistake? Yes. Are you a mistake? No. And no, absolutely. And like even, even the conversation that led to some, some reconciliation, I did seek forgiveness. I did apologize and seek forgiveness and, and, and forgiveness was granted to me on, on actually a a number of levels, you know, um, in regards to it. So, but I haven't forgiven myself. Even after that, you're still beating yourself up you know, oh, about that. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Big time yeah. beating myself up. And uh, like I, I've lost sleep over it. I felt sick to my stomach for like a, a good two days over it. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, yeah. and it, it, it was something that I've made bigger than I think what it ever was. You know, I've made it way yeah. bigger than what it ever was. That doesn't mean that it wasn't serious or that I shouldn't be aware of it. But I think that the devil is at play when we go ahead and walk away from events and only focus on ourselves. Like that, that's the yeah, thing is that's true. I am just looking at Chris instead of looking at the work that God did through me or in spite of me or whatever. But there was a major impact, you know, um, in regards to the content that was shared in regards to the work of the Holy Spirit out at the, uh, the event that I was at. And, uh, and I'm walking away and I'm just like, oh, I'm just horrible. And so therefore I didn't offer or contribute anything. And yeah, like that, that that's, I think, yeah, I, I would be willing to bet that, that your feeling of I should just quit is is relatively common among anybody in ministry. We've actually talked about worthiness to share the gospel in a previous episode. And so I, I feel like this is like probably a recurring theme in the life of any minister. And I'm willing to bet that we have lost, the church has lost some outstanding men and women to that reality, to that feeling that have actually succumbed to that and quit. Um, so it's uh, the insecure minister. That would be yeah, 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 the insecure minister. Because there were there's a ton of insecurities that were brought out or brought forth or brought to light by this experience, um, and it, it, it was probably the best way that it could have happened. Like the the person who who kind of talked to me about it did so in love. They had shared a concern for my soul. They they led with like forgiveness and seeking reconciliation and things like that. Like everything was handled totally gospel. You know what I mean? And yet I go ahead and I feel so insecure. Like did I do anything good? Um, And Mm -hmm. so if you're, if you're a listener out there and you can relate to this and I'm still working through it, but I have to speak the truth that I've been speaking to myself, like God still works through you and you know, you are worthy of love. You are worthy uh, of, of sharing the gospel. You are worthy of being an instrument in God's hands. And I think that that's so vital for us to know, for us to hear, for us to share with one another. If your pastor or your supervisor or whoever um, was disappointed or has uh, was critical, and, they, and a lot of times, uh, sometimes the feedback loops that we receive, we don't hear the positive. We only hear the negative, you know? Yep. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it, you know, there, there's, there even been times, and I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but you're like the head of the ministry and you send people out into, into different parishes with, with what you do uh, around Christmas time. They're probably all coming back with little gift cards to uh, coffee shops and, and stuff like that. <laughs> but what does Matt go home with? 
nothing, right? And you're like, nope. yep. no one got me anything. And then maybe there's a little insecurity <laughs> that bubbles up. Like I see other ministers, even some volunteers that are walking away with little, you know, bags of cookies, and, thank yous, and whatnot. Yeah, yep. and I'm like, and I'm yeah. going home. Um, I'm going home with uh, with nothing. And uh, I'm allergic <laughs> to most of it, anyways. You know, my allergies yeah. or whatever. But nevertheless, I'm like, huh. Um, and then insecurity instead of joy for the others, you know what I mean? Even yeah. when other people get praised, sometimes we get insecure because we're like, oh, I didn't get praised too. There's so many ways, so many games that the devil plays. So Yeah. Well, and like what you were talking about made reminded me of one of my faults. So I am I'm not good at affirming people. I'm not good at at recognizing something that they did well and telling them that they did that really well. I have some amazing people like that work for me. At no Oblates. doubt. I mean, really yep. astounding people. And they don't hear me say that to them near enough. My wife doesn't hear affirmation and praise from me near enough. And that's, that's something that I know that it is a weakness. And so the same kind of thing goes on with regards to when we feel like we didn't do a good job, we beat ourselves up. Well, maybe I'm actually communicating that to my staff, to my family, to my wife, when I don't affirm them, when I don't give them the praise that, that they deserve, that they, and, and all I do is say, oh, well, this could have been better. This could have been better. This could have been better. I don't tell them all the things that I saw that went really well. That's not good. You know, and that, that is a breeding ground for the devil to just dive in and rip them apart. Yeah. And, and I've, I've been the one who has caused that in a way to, to come to fruition. Now, do you find yourself in regards to affirmation also lacking affirmation that you give to yourself? Yeah, I, I, I think. Say that like say that again. Phrase that another way. It's, it's getting real up at Ministry Leaders Anonymous. Do you <laughs> do you find that uh, that even though you don't give affirmation to others, do you also find yourself only being critical of yourself that you're not affirming yourself that you're like, oh, I, I'm not I'm not valuing the gifts or I'm not naming the gifts that God gave me. And I just keep muscling through. I, I can say I, I definitely went through a season like that. Lately, God has been working in me specifically to, I don't know, uh, I don't want to say be at peace with myself, but but to to accept me like he accepts me. And so things are a little bit different. And my wife like was amazing with this for me a while back because I, I went through phases. I'll go through every so often. I'll go through this real depressing phase and I'm like, I'm going to quit. I'm going to, you know, a blaze is the worst and I'm going to quit and all that stuff. Right. And, and that's just, uh, you know, and then she actually, you, you're in this book, Chris, you're in this affirmation book that Wesley had a lot of my friends write for me. Right. All the people that were important in my life, she asked them all to write letters to me. And so I have this book that I pull out periodically just, you know, in a way to affirm myself, you know, yeah. that, uh, that, that God loves you. You're doing great things. And, and here's proof why. Yeah. My sister has a shoe box and, uh, it's, it's a, it's, it's an affirmation shoe box. I forget exactly what she calls it, but every note, every letter, uh, you know, sometimes cause she works a lot with middle school kids. Sometimes they'll just draw her a picture on the back of one of the yep. small group discussion sheets. And she, she has them up in her office as well, but she has a little box that she goes into every now and then. And, uh, it, it gives her reassurance to her calling in ministry. Yeah. So that, that's actually I mean, I great. Think, I think every leader in ministry needs something like this. Now, those of us who have spent, you know, some time in the spiritual life and discernment, whatever, we understand consolation and desolation. And we know that we need to store up the consolations to make it through desolation. Not everyone knows that. Your volunteers don't know that. The parish secretary doesn't know that. Maybe. I don't know. 
Um, and you can't really go ask everybody for affirmations. Like my wife did it for me. She advocated on my behalf right. to have that made. We need to do that for other people. So if you're the ministry leader and um, wherever you are, whatever level you're at, let's say you're the DRE and you're not sure if the pastor has something like that. Why don't you go around at, like collecting letters of affirmation for that pastor or for another leader um, so that they have those that tool in place to to lean on when they need to? One thing that my pastor does that I think is awesome is anytime he receives an email affirming him for the youth ministry program at his church, he he always sends it along to me. Now, sometimes yeah. it's just a clip from it, like, hey, I can't share the whole email with you, but here's something someone said from our parish. Uh-huh. And yeah. uh, and they, they he becomes kind of a, a vessel to share the, the feedback he receives on down towards me, um, which I, I think is beautiful. So there's a lot of different yeah. ways to do that. Yeah, But yeah, I guess so not only do ministry leaders feel that, feel that way, but other people that we work with also feel that way, feel, feel that type of insecurity, um, that type of... Uh, unhealthy self-assessment after different things, and we need to pour into them. And I would encourage that after a, an event, whether it's a, a youth night or a session or uh, you know a, an RCIA meeting, whatever it is, to f- try and find one or two things that you can go ahead and pour directly and either in a phone call or an email the very next day to be able to give immediate affirmation, because I think that that helps our volunteers. Um, and it also creates a culture of gratitude which uh, I'm telling you, I, yeah. I Googled, like, how do you go ahead and move on from regret? Because I was, like I said, I was losing sleep over it. And a spirit yeah. of gratitude was one of the things that was consistent in regards to here's here's eight steps to overcoming regret, spirit of gratitude. Uh, another piece that I thought was very helpful was not to say, oh, I made a mistake, but to say, looking back, say, I can do better than that next time. And so not, yeah. and not only that, but you're looking forward to the next time because God has put you in ministry leadership for a reason. And, uh, and we're going to stumble, we're going to fall, footprints in the sand, right? There was only one set of footprints. Um, we're pretty cheesy in this one. Yeah, yeah, we, we've hit some country songs and uh, every prayer card God from the 1990s. Writes straight with crooked footprints in the sand, is that what you're saying? That is the title of our, uh, <laughs> yes, of our memoir, yes. Um, the, uh, one of the, like, I want to make sure that we talk about this too, is we don't want to be, and again, this is the balance, I don't want to be... As a ministry leader, I don't want to be delusional and and not think that I don't have an area to grow in. And I, I think we touched on this. Maybe we've touched on it enough. But if you walk away from something and you don't see an area that you could have improved, then my my guess would be that you're not, I don't want to say you're not looking close enough for a, for a mistake, but you're not looking for areas of growth. Because every one of us in everything we do, we always have an area of growth, but we cannot and this is the whole reason we're talking about this. We cannot make that the devil's playground. Right. And this is where uh, something you said earlier that I really liked. We make mistakes. We are not mistakes. Yes. We learn from the mistakes, but we like, we don't, I don't know, we don't beat ourselves up about them or whatever. I don't know what the... We shouldn't. I sure did. Yeah. You know, I know yeah. we shouldn't. Well, yeah, we all do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's important in regards to the whole piece of delusional, you know, of, oh, nothing, nothing could go wrong. Because I've seen that. I've seen that in ministry where people are like, I'm not going to worry about writing a talk. I'm just going to pray the Holy Spirit beforehand and just let it happen. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I actually think that, uh, well, I'm certain that the Holy Spirit shows up beforehand as well during planning and preparation. That's the key time to invite the Holy Spirit, as well as during the talk or the presentation or the the ministry events. But I also think that it's important to recognize that 
those that we serve deserve us to agonize in constructive ways over yeah. how we can make their experience of encountering the gospel more effective, more efficient, more comprehensive, all those different things. So yeah, self-improvement, but again, this self-assessment that leads to loathing or the flip side of it to leads to like, I'm perfect. I think that would lead to an arrogance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, both of those, absolutely. both of those are, are dangerous. I find myself much more on the loathing, the self-loathing side of it. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I was thinking about this as well, you know, and I don't know because there are people in ministry um, who might actually need to step away from ministry. And I don't know if this is a completely different topic, but if, if you find, and I don't know how you, how you tell that. I mean, how many different things do you do when they're just complete debacles? Do you realize, oh, or does someone realize, oh, you need to step away from ministry? Like, is that a different topic, Chris, or is that like related to this? Yeah, so I think how do you know when it's time to go would be a different mm-hmm. topic altogether. But I think it's it's important to mention here because we're not saying that if if your your actions have consistently set set the church on fire, not like <laughs> in a bad way, not like Pentecost, yeah, yeah. but like you know if there've been police or fire trucks at your church after every ministry event, then maybe it's time. Um, it sounds like one of those. You might be a redneck to pass the torch. Yeah. I, we, that's what we should do. Ministry leaders out there, you should go ahead and, and, and contact us with, uh, it might be time to go if, and share like, like the, you might be a redneck if type of story, one-liners. I'd love to hear some of those. That would be fun. It might be time to quit ministry if. if. Yes. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> we could come up, with, I think, with some pretty good memes out of that, too. Oh, it's dangerous. Yeah, we get Kyle on it with his gift <laughs> or, uh, or or Taylor. Anyways, so we're going down yeah. a rabbit hole. But uh, Yeah, we are. But we, we should do that, how, how to know when it's time to go, because there's a lot of different yeah. things in regards to consolation and desolation that can kind of point in certain directions, but then all of a sudden the devil can take it and just curveball you, and, 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 and all of a sudden you're in a place where you're like, wait a minute. I believe yeah. that God has gifts for each and every person to go ahead and serve him. Whether or not those gifts are in the ministry you're currently in is what needs to be discerned in yep. regards to it. So when we talk about how to know when it's time to go, I think we need to look at not whether you quit serving the Lord altogether, but maybe yeah. in this way or this season. And I've seen some youth ministers go and become parish business administrators. I've also seen some youth ministers go and uh, leave the church forever. Yeah. And I think yeah. I think that that's that's not okay. I mean, it's fine no. if you go into a secular job and things like that. But they stopped going to mass. They stopped going. They stopped practicing their faith because yeah. of the rejection or the insecurity they felt in trying to share the faith. And I think that's a very yeah. dangerous thing. But it's all too common, and it happens Absolutely. in little ways too. Sometimes my prayer life is based upon how my ministry life is going, and this goes yeah. back into a self assessment thing. If I'm only uh, leaning on God when I see Him clearly working through me. Yeah. Then, yeah. then he's not really clearly working through me, you know. So, yeah. so when we when we're uh, like looking at ourselves, like one of the things that I wanted to say about I don't know whether I should quit or not. There, it, it just because you have a few screw ups doesn't mean you necessarily need to quit or anything like that. But we've talked about this before on the podcast about uh, your spiritual health, and and God desires you before He desires your ministry or what you do. And we've mentioned that in another way before. If the ministry you're doing is having a detrimental effect on your spiritual life, 
Maybe it's not that you need to quit. Maybe it's that you need to take a break. And maybe it, maybe it is resigning for a year or two and then coming back. You know, who knows? But we need to make sure that even, even when we have these little failures and whatnot, that it's not just completely ripping us apart on the inside and that we make sure that we can take care of ourselves. Yeah, I, I recently went on a family vacation, but the ministry at the parish that I'm in charge of didn't stop because we've yeah. got a great team of people that go ahead and make it a reality. And so the ministry is no longer only um, dependent on me showing up, you know, and sometimes that's advocacy in a variety of ways. Hey, this volunteer needs a key for the two weeks that I'm out on vacation so that this ministry can continue. Well, we don't normally do that. Well, what about for this two weeks? Or asking another person on the the ministry team, hey, could, could you step in or step up for this time while I'm gone? So it doesn't necessarily have to be a year or two away from the ministry, but I think it's healthy. A priest takes sabbaticals, and dioceses that yeah. allow priests to take sabbaticals have healthier priests, and it's okay to step back. Uh, the other piece that I realized is that, okay, I'm, you know, I'm helping out with Next Level Ministry, and we pour in to build confident, competent, and comprehensive ministry leaders, all these different pieces. And then I'm, I'm, I'm there, uh, you know, walking away from that event, um, and I'm like, I need someone to mentor me in certain yeah. areas, and this area is a growth area for me. And uh, it, it's going to take some humility because a lot of people, when they come and approach and we have ministry conversations, they come to me for my expertise, and I'm like, uh-uh, I need... I need to I need yeah. to be at the foot of someone and, and, and kind of be discipled by someone while I'm also still discipling others. And so I found myself um, really reflecting on who are the people in my life that I can call into a deeper conversation so that I can continue to improve as well as continue to have more healthy self-assessment when I walk away from situations like this. Um, someone just to say, no, Chris, it's okay. Everyone makes mistakes. You admire me and I've made mistakes. And uh, yeah. that's important. All of us need, yeah, someone pouring into us, and we need to be pouring into others. So, so I want to encourage you guys. Yeah, I want to encourage you guys to pray for those around you and affirm them. Foster a spirit of gratitude and do not believe the lies. Try and speak one or two truths into your life every day. In fact, if you could sometime today, write one of those truths on a piece of paper. It could be something yeah. as simple as, I am worthy of God's love, or I am worthy of love. And then put it yeah. somewhere on your desk, or put it somewhere, you know, bathroom mirror when you brush your teeth. Do something to speak a truth into your life. If you struggle with self unhealthy self-assessment self or self-loathing, <laughs> um, please, please, please um, do that. Also pray for me, as I am struggling with that right now, and pray for others who do. All right, Chris, as you wrap up, how can our listeners find us? Well, great. They can find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash groups slash MLA podcast, twitter.com slash MLA podcast. We're on Stitcher, Google Play Live, um, or Google Play, and (laughs) mlapodcast.com. They can also email us. I believe it's mla at ablazeyouth.org. Absolutely. Please write us a review in iTunes, share this with another ministry leader, and subscribe to the podcast. Please look into, and we got to get Chris a cough button, guys. We've got to have a little bit of funds coming in. Um, this takes a lot of time out of Chris and myself. Check us out on patreon.com slash podcast to become a patron. And here at Ministry Leaders Anonymous, we believe that if you want to go quickly, go alone. If you want to go far, we go together. Take some time this week to pray for another ministry leader. We will see you next week on Ministry Leaders Anonymous. God bless you.